It's 18 minutes after 18 minutes after eight o'clock, and where have we got Peter there somewhere? No, we haven't. Oh, okay, all right, we haven't got Peter there. Let's just go here because this is a young man who we've spoken to before, but he's a pretty heavy duty man. The Deputy Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Nick Coatsworth. Because people are writing to me with a lot of questions about coronavirus. Should their children be at school? Should the borders be closed? And when will restrictions be eased? And so on and so on. So he's on the line. Dr. Nick, good morning. Good morning, Alan. Well, you've had quite an induction, haven't you? Two months in the job. When did you last have a decent sleep? Oh, look, uh, probably two months ago. <laughs> look, just on the borders, I don't want to involve you in this political dogfight and crossfire, but nonetheless, one of your colleagues has said there have been no instructions by the national body to close borders. Have you got a comment that you'd like to make? Well, in in support of Professor Kelly's comments, Alan, there was uh, never instruction to close intrastate uh, borders or Australia's borders. You know, Alan, when we closed the border to China, there were 14,300 cases there. When we closed our borders internationally, there were 240,000 cases. And overnight, there were just eight uh, new cases in Victoria and and two new cases in New South Wales. So that just shows the difference between uh, state borders and international borders. And um, closing the international borders is what protected Australia. Yes, but I mean, this is very disturbing. Here you are, the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, and so is Professor Kelly, the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, said they have never, the Prime Minister told me, they have never given instructions. It's never been part of the advice from the National Cabinet to close these borders. I mean, you've got Anastasia Palaszczuk saying, my Chief Health Officer is going to be very reluctant to open these borders. What can you say to Queenslanders? What hope do they have? Who's running the show? Well, I think at the time when the borders were closed, we had a lot of cases on the eastern seaboard and, and the reality is we, we don't now. I think what we will see in the coming weeks, Alan, is that those numbers uh, in New South Wales and Victoria will continue to stay low and uh, and the impetus um, to, to open those borders will will increase. Well, I don't and know I about that. that. This Jeanette Young says they, there's no guarantee they'll even open in September. She said that yesterday. Whereas you've got Paul Kelly... The deputy professor Paul Kelly, from a medical point of view, I can't see why they are still closed. Can I just ask you a question which has puzzled me? Uh, do you place any store on this R number, the reproduction number? Just for the benefit of my listeners, uh, we were told from the outset this was a way of rating a disease's ability to spread the average number of people to whom one infected person would pass the virus. So for an R rating, of anything above one, the epidemic would grow. Anything below one, we were told, the outbreak would fizzle out eventually. Now, I can't get anyone to tell me, Dr. Nick, what our R number is. Well, that's right, Alan. It's because the number of cases nationally is so low uh, that it's very difficult to calculate a, a accurate R number, but it's certainly below one. Uh, the, the R number being below one uh, means that there might still be some localised resurgence in various places, so-called outbreaks, um, but it's uh, it's certainly the where we want to keep it. We don't want it anywhere above right, one. Right, but very expert, experts, calculation. experts said that if it got below one, the outbreak would fizzle out eventually. Now, here we've got awful restrictions on how many people can get in a lift, how many people can get in a bus, how many people can get in a train. You can't go to the opera because you've got to have one seat empty beside you and you can't have the row in front of you with anyone in it because it's too close to the row at the back. How much longer is this stuff going to go on? People can't handle it. 
Well, I think we have to open up, Alan. We've said that. The Prime Minister said that we can't let the fear of going uh, backwards stop us from going forwards. And right, we absolutely endorse that, which is uh, we, which is why we recommended the three-step plan to, to lift these restrictions. And, and we would uh, we expect those steps to keep on rolling forward. That's a wonderful comment. Uh, you won't mind. We'll be taking that comment off, Dr Nick. That's the most significant thing that has been said this morning. We want things to open up open up. We don't have to therefore have two people in a lift and eight people in a bus. It's absurd. Just on this business about modelling, I mean, I have to say your colleague Paul Kelly warned us in March that up to 150,000 Australians could die from the coronavirus. We've got this awful stuff in the UK where Neil Ferguson, their advisor, had to resign. He warned that 500 deaths would occur in England based on a computer program. We now learn it's 20 years old. Um, the New South Wales government has told in a question answer to a question in the parliament that they have no modelling whatsoever on the health consequences of the actions that they're currently taking. Do you rely on quote-unquote modelling? Well, I think early in the epidemic, uh, we had to, Alan, we had to uh, use modelling where that R number you mentioned was sitting around about 2.6 because that's what was coming out of, of China. And it was a very uh, bleak picture, I have to say, when I started uh, all across government and all across Australia, uh, it was it was looking like we were going to get uh, tens of thousands of cases. And, and that is why those decisions were made. Mm. And I think in retrospect, they were the right decisions. We, we see where we are now. I do think going forward, though, whilst we open up, I just qualify that last statement and say we still need to maintain that distance between each other. We still need you to have the... You can't have two app. people in a lift. It's going to take people three hours to get to the 31st floor at Australia Square yeah. where they're working. And I think we do have to have some pragmatic modification. So our message is keep your distance where you can. We're working hard with employers. We're working Absolutely. hard with Nev Powers Group to make sure that these that this advice is pragmatic as well as uh, safe. Good on you. And now, look, let's talk again next week and get an update on all of that. Great to talk to you, and you're Pleasure. doing a wonderful job. Many thanks. There he is, Dr Nick uh, Coatesworth. He's the new, young, Deputy Chief Medical Officer. There's quite a few of them. It's 25 after 8.